Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Let's dance. I have recorded all of you. When we come back live, you will dance in church. <laughs> tell them, Rev. Tell them. The oh, dancing geez. was too fantastic. I think somebody said, said, can I dance with my sons? And I said, no. You see that all the people who dance well, they dance with their daughters. It's fathers and daughters who dance well. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I did not require a, a dance for you because I have only boys. And I, can't, I don't see how you can dance with boys. <laughs> but it was such a beautiful dance. Man. And all the recitation, all the poem. What a beautiful service. Well, it's good. Happy Father's Day. And uh, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege of, and the blessing of having fathers. We first of all, I want to thank you for our spiritual father, our prophet, our bishop, the one through whom you have given birth to all of us and, have, and has even given us opportunity to be, to be partakers of your, of your word and of your kingdom. We thank you for Bishop Dagwood Mills, for such a wonderful father. We thank you for father, our father of the land, Apostle Joel. Thank you for giving me the vision to lead us and to nurture us. Lord, we are grateful for these fathers. And we thank you on this Father's Day. And we thank you for our biological fathers, wherever they may be. But for them, we will never have existed. But through them, we will now exist. Thank you for giving us fathers. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So once again, happy Father's Day. Well, uh, I was talking about faith, but let me share something small about it. Just to, 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 uh, for this Father's Day, I mean, the service, the service has been powerful already, so I have nothing much to add. The preaching and the dancing is the message. I want to dance with my Amen. father once again, like the daughters were saying. Amen. Amen. But let's look at, uh, I just want a few scriptures to look at. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. 1 Corinthians 11, 3. Please. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, mm. and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Amen. Amen. But I will have you know, I will have you know that the head of, okay, that I will have you know that the head of every man, the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Paul said, I, would like to, I, will, I want you to know that this is the order. This is the hierarchy. This is the way things are expected to operate. That the head of every man is Christ. And the head of every woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. I mean, this is the hierarchy. This is the arrangement that God has made. If you have any problem with it, when we go to heaven, you can ask him. If you have any problem, if you have, if, if you're a woman, a mother, and you have a problem with this arrangement, please don't ask me. When we get to heaven, you can ask God, why did you make it that way? But that is the hierarchy God has set. The head, 
the father as a head. The father as a head. The father as the head. You know? And the head, you see, the head, figuratively speaking, or anatomically speaking, is here. This is the head. Your head is different from your chest. Your head is different from your arms. Your head, your head is different from your legs. There are certain functions that only the head performs. And if the head does not perform that function, the body cannot move. So God is saying that the head, the head of the husband. So he was talking about even in the context of a home, this, we can also, like in the context of the home, the head is the, is the father or the husband. And if you did a bit of science, if you did a bit of science, you will notice that all the senses or most of the senses, just a few of them, most of the senses are located in the head. Your brain for thinking is in the head. Your eyes for seeing is in the head. Your ears for hearing is in the head. Your mouth for speaking is in the head. And the thing I want to talk about, the mouth for speaking, you don't speak with your chest. You don't speak with you. I mean, you don't speak with your back. You speak with your mouth, which is on the head. So, all that I want to say to fathers, all that I want to share with fathers today that fatherhood is both a privilege and a responsibility. Fatherhood is both a privilege. It's a privilege to be a father and it's also a responsibility to be a father. So if you're a father, God expects you, just like the brain is in the head, and take decisions. God expects you to take decisions. So a father cannot relinquish their decision-taking task. Fatherhood involves decision-taking. You are supposed to take decisions because you are the head. So you cannot abandon, as, as a father, you cannot abandon your decision-taking. No matter how hot you feel, you can't stop taking decisions. And more importantly, you cannot stop speaking. The mouth is in the head. You are supposed to speak. And I want to talk about, so, so, so one of the duties of a father, okay? One of the duties of a father is to give instructions. <laughs> the day a father stops speaking, the day a father stops speaking, or a father stops giving instructions, you, the father has relinquished his authority or his duty or his role as a father. By preaching and teaching. Yes. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Mm -hmm. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Mm -hmm. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find him, and health to all their flesh. Amen. Amen. It said, my son, my son, I turn to my words. Incline my ears unto my sayings. You know? A father's, a father's influence or a father's duty or a father's job is his sayings. And let me say something. In every home, okay, a, a, a father's job is to speak. And a son's job, a, a child's job 
is to incline his ears to hear. And um, the moment a father stops speaking, he has actually abandoned his job. He says, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. You see, in every home, in every home, you will see that the way the children's life turn out or the outcome of, or the outcome of the children's life in the home it's largely dependent on their relationship or the way they incline their ears to the father's words. That is why two, three siblings may grow up in the same house, but you see that they will turn out differently. And if you take a good look at why they turn out differently, you will see that it has something to do with the way they incline their ears to the sayings of the father. That's what it is. That's what it is. You see that the the, the outcome of the child's life has to do to a large extent the way the child related with the father. Did the child incline his ears to the sayings? Because he says that it is life and health to you. So, so, so anytime you see, I, I've, been a, look, I've been a pastor for a while. I've pastored so many people. I, I've lived, and I've seen that as children are growing up, the final outcome of their life, when you go and look, has to do with the way they incline their ears to the sayings of the father. So when you grow up as a, you know, when you grow up as a child who has no respect for your father's words, you become a prodigal son. Because the Bible says, it says, my son, my son, incline, incline their ears to the sayings. Keep them. You know, you see, <clears throat> so the so so the difference in children. Please listen to me carefully. Today is Father's Day. You see, the difference in children has to do with their receptivity to the Father's words. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Father's duty is to give instructions. The children's duty is to listen. And in Proverbs, it says, it says, keep them. Keep them. It means that, or hide them. Another says, hide them. Hide the words. Hide the words. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sin. Keep them or hide them. Hide them in your heart. Why do you think the Bible is telling you to hide? Is there anything useless that you hide? When I come to your house, I will see your shoes in front of the door. I will see your, probably your clothing and things on, on, on your sofa. But what I will not see is your bank account. What I will not see is your credit card. What I will not see is your passport. Those things are important, so you hide them. So the fact that even the Bible says that hide them means that a father's words are important and you are supposed to hide them. That's powerful, Rev. If it's not important, God will not tell you to hide them. Say, keep them. You hide things that are precious. Hide them. Hide them means that, hide them also means that it's like keep it away because, uh, because over a period of time, over a period of time, you will see the, the fruits of those things. So even though may, you may not see the benefit now, when you hide it, it will germinate and you see the fruits. And the reason to hide it, the reason to hide it is that it is precious. 
A father's words is precious. So hide them. Because you, because you don't hide your shoes. You don't hide your shirt. You don't hide your clothes. You hide your passport. You hide your social security card. You hide, you hide your bank account. So the first, and, 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 and please, hide them because, hide them because, hide them because it, it's precious and it can be stolen. The reason why God is telling us to hide them, because if you don't hide them, it can be stolen. So it means that God is expecting us to hide the words of our fathers because it can be stolen. Look, there are a lot of things that can steal a father's words from your, from your heart. Your friends, your friends can steal your father's words. Your, father, your friends can steal your father's instructions. The, uh, the society you live in can steal your father's instructions. Even as you, I mean, I mean, the environment you find yourself, your father may give you instructions, but as you go to a different environment, college, work, dorm, the group you associate, they can steal your father's words and you will lose life and health. So you say, hide them. Hide them because it is precious. Things are, you know, a lot of things are designed to steal the words of your father. A lot of things are designed to steal the words of your father. The society you live in can steal the words of your father. And I hope when I say steal, you understand. Steal means it will take, they will take it away. The society we live in can steal the words of your father. Your friends can steal the words of your father. Your school can steal the words of your father. So hide them. Because hide them because they are precious. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Hide them. For they are life and health to you. So on this Father's Day, I want to say, look, I want to say that, look, and, 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 and I, thought, I also said the outcome of children depends on their receptivity to the words of the Father. And I'll say, I'll say two main things that block people, children, and here, here even, I'm even talking about, even, even, even if you see a man of God as a father, the reason why some people cannot receive from the man of God, because like there are so many fathers, spiritual fathers, biological fathers, but you see, anybody you consider, because a father's word is important. Even as a pastor, one of, the, one of the ways that you may not receive my word as a father, okay, the block, the blockage to receiving the words of a father, because the words are like seeds. One of the main reasons by which you don't receive the words of a father is preconception. Preconception. Preconception is preconceived. A preconceived idea. Even, even before the person opens his mouth, you have already formed your mind. You've already created your own opinion. So, so that preconception, why, 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 does, why, why, why do I say preconception present, prevent you from receiving? Preconception prevent you from receiving because it comes from conception. Conception is pregnancy. Conception is pregnancy. Once a woman, once a lady or a girl is pregnant, no matter the amount of time we sleep with her, she cannot get pregnant again. That's deep. That's powerful. That's it. Yeah. Once a girl gets pregnant, mm. all your sperm should throw at her is waste. Ah. Hey, look at Fred. 
Is somebody hearing me? Because, because you see, once, once, once the girl gets pregnant, once the girl gets pregnant, thereafter, any sperm you donate is useless. So, so, so at that point, those of you bad boys, you don't need to wear condoms because at that point, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Why? Because a, a seed has been planted. So that's why preconception is. So when you come with an idea already, you know, even, 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 even to receive from a man of God, a pastor, as a father, you come to the church with an, with, you come, if you want to come to the church with an, a, a preconceived mind, oh, this person wants this, this person is after this, you can't receive anymore because you are preconceived. This is deep. This, this is revelation. You are preconceived. As soon as your father begins to talk, he doesn't like me. He's an old man. He talks too much. You are preconceived. Preconception can, can prevent you from receiving. So, so that is why it says in the book of James, laying aside every superfluity of naughtiness, lay aside every superfluity of naughtiness, receive with meekness the engrafted, engrafted word. It means for you to receive, you must first of all lay aside. When your hands are full, I cannot give you anything. For you, for you to receive anything from me, you must empty what is in your hand before I can give it to you. That's right. I'm preaching. Lay aside. No, let me tell you something. Like, you see, uh, let, let me say something. There are, so, there, are, there, are, there are types of pastors and every pastor and his staff. But me, at least I learned from my father, Bishop Dad, you see, but me, with me, unless somebody comes to solicit help or ask me, I don't mind they'll give my counsel. I, I, I mean, that's how I am. And that's how I am. I know there are some pastors who probe and pride into you. How are you doing? And, which is fine. I don't have anything against it. But from with me, I feel that if you don't come and ask me, you don't want it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if, if, if you ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah. But if you're expecting me to, because I, I'm also a bit careful that look, I don't know how, I, I don't know how, how, how hungry this person wants it. And I know for sure that People cannot receive from you when their hands are full. So for them to receive, they must lay aside certain things. They must put away certain before they can receive. Because I, can, I, I don't volunteer my counsel, my service to people who are full. If you call me Rev, I think I'm old. I'm looking for a beloved. Then I'll help you. Oh. Rev, Rev. I, I, Rev, I'm looking for a job. Can you then I'll help you. But if you think that I am going to call you and ask you, are you looking for this? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you, but I don't do that. I don't do that. If you call, I will help. Because basically, you cannot give to people whose hands are full. Yeah. But when you come, when you receive, it's a lay aside. These are the reasons why we can't, we can't receive. So, so we must learn to, we must learn to take away preconception. You see, let, let, Wherefore, lay apart every superfluity of nothing, and we say with meekness the engrafted word, which is able, the engrafted word, which is able. And if you and, and if you are a science student, this this is the engra to graft. Graft means host versus immune. To graft, maybe a, another word for graft is transplant. And the reason why a kidney transplant will fail, or a heart transplant will fail. 
or any transplant will fail is that the host can reject it. Mm. That is why, that is why anytime you're going to do a transplant, you're going to tra give somebody a new kidney, you're going to give somebody a new heart. One of the first things they do is to give you, put you on immunosuppressant, medication that will suppress your reaction so that the, thing, the good thing that is coming to you, you don't reject it. So you see that people who are on transplants are giving immunosuppressant. You do that. You, sup you give them medication to suppress their immune response so that when the good thing, the kidney is given to them or the heart is given to them, their body will not reject it. Because if you don't suppress your immune system, your pride, your fullness, you cannot receive. Preaching. Wow. And the father's role, a father's role is to speak. You know, let me conclude this. My, this is just a fair part of what I'm saying. Let me conclude by saying that, look, there is a verse that most of us don't know, but it, it, it reveals the, one of the most powerful roles of a father. And that verse is in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18, the first part. For those of us who have the attitude that we don't need a father. This, this is the first Jeremiah part. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18. Yes. yes. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire. Let me end it there. The children do, do what? Gather wood. But who lights the fire? The fathers. I said the children do what? Gather wood. But who lights the fire? Who lights the fire? The fathers. Exactly. As a child, all that you can do is to gather wood. The purpose of the purpose of gathering the wood is to light fire so you can get some benefit from the wood. But all that a child can do is to gather wood. So without a fire, without a father, you can gather as many wood as you can, but it will not benefit you. You need a fire, a father to light the fire. Oh, preach. Preach, Reverend. Yes. You can gather as much wood as you can gather. But they want to make the wood burn and give you the heat. Because the reason for gathering the wood is that so you can, the reason that you gather the wood is so you can get fire to cook, to boil water, to give you heat. And the one who has the matches to light the fire is the father. So when you throw the father out of your life, you can gather a heap of food. It will not burn. You are telling Preaching. Santoya Santaya. Yeah. You can gather a pile of wood. You can make, you can gather wood as high as Mount Everest. You still need a father because you see the purpose of gathering. Why do you gather the wood? The wood is gathered so that you can light fire to it, because it is the fire from the wood that benefits you. You need the fire to cook. You need the fire to warm yourself. You need the fire to heat your house. So the, the reason for gathering the wood is not you are not gathering the wood because you are a wood gatherer. You are gathering the wood to burn fire. But the Bible said that the children can only gather woods. But after kindling the fire, is the father. That is why I even tell mothers, you may quarrel with your husband. You may have an argument with your husband. Please separate that quarrel and argument from your children. Because you know, if you bring that thing on, if you, if you bring the quarrel between you and the husband to the children, and the father's voice is silent, nobody can candle the fire for the children. The wood will remain dormant. Amen. You are preaching powerfully. If you do that, if you do that, because the ability to light the fire 
is the father. Say the children gather wood. The children gather wood. But the one who has the lighter, the matches, so that the wood will... It, it, it means that without the role of a father, no matter what you gather as a child, it will not benefit you. Because you lack the ability. And, and, and the father lies the... And, and the fathers light the, light the wood by talking. So they want to tell fathers that, look, please don't stop, don't stop talking. Jesus. If you're a father, don't stop talking. You see, the day a father open, open up his mouth and said, I am tired, I won't say anything again. I mean, it's a curse to the child, but also a lack of responsibility on the father's part. Hmm. Don't stop talking. The day a father says, that, look, from today, I won't say anything again. Two things have, two things have, have happened. A curse has come on the child. That is one part. And the father has also checked the responsibility. So, father, fathers, on this Father's Day, my short message to all of us on this Father's Day is that don't stop talking. No matter the amount of wood the child gathers, they cannot light the fire. They need you to light the fire. They need you to light the fire. Mm -hmm. Children may gather the wood, but it's the father who can the fathers who can candle the fire. What is the use of what is the use of gathering wood that you cannot burn? If you gather wood and you cannot burn it, it becomes rubbish. Wow, that's the truth. It all becomes a heap of wood. So on this Father's Day, I want to say to all fathers, please, don't stop talking. Don't don't shake that responsibility, because without you. The fire cannot burn. It will only be a gathering of wood. And I want to say to all children, put away preconception. Lay aside, lay aside every superfluity of naughtiness. Lay aside every superfluity because you need the voice of a father. Proverbs say that they are health. They are health to you. Amen. So, that is my short message on, to the fathers. Amen. 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 Yeah. No, just my short message to the fathers. I'm still talking about faith, but I just wanted to give a suggestion to the fathers. Amen. 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 Can I get a big Amen. 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 If, you are, if you are home with your dad, if you are home with your father, turn to your father and say, Daddy, don't stop talking. <laughs> All the children should turn to your father and say, Daddy, don't stop talking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's, talk, let's conclude today's service. It's a Father's Day service. It's a Father's Day service, and one of the best, one of the best gifts you can give to your father is rest. Thank you. Give me rest. <laughs> I need to rest. That's the best gift. Most fathers, most fathers, the best gift that most fathers want is rest. Just leave me alone. Let me go and lie there and rest more. Oh, rest. <laughs> Say that again, please. So yeah. let, let's yeah. conclude today. I'm still, I was talking about faith, you know, faith, um, the giants of faith. Last week we spoke about faith, faith by obedience. Obedience is faith and faith is obedience. Obedience by faith and faith mm -hmm. is obedience. You show your faith. You show your faith by obeying. You show your faith by obeying. And today, for a brief moment, I want to talk about, I want to say that to become a giant in faith, 
okay, to become a giant in faith or to, to, to become somebody strong in faith, you have to acquire a lot of faith. And according to Romans chapter 8, verse 17, I'm sorry, Romans 10, Romans 10, 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's it. So then, so if you want to acquire faith, Romans 10, 17, if you want to acquire faith, if you want to increase in your faith, therefore, this faith which is so important, for which the Bible says, for without it, no man can please God. For which, you, without it, you cannot move mountains. For which, without it, you cannot do greater works. This faith we are talking about, the Bible says it comes, or you get it by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, a, a sure way of increasing your faith, a sure way of becoming a man or a woman of faith, is to hear. Is to hear. Faith coming by hearing. Faith coming by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So, it means that, if you, it means that, if you don't increase in your faith, or if your faith doesn't grow, it's nobody's fault. It's your fault. You have refused to hear. See? Especially, especially in today's world. See, in today's world, hearing the word of God is so easy. I want to, I want to tell you about practical preaching. Okay? Practical preaching. In today's world, hearing the word of God is so easy. You can hear the word of God on your phone, on your podcast, on your laptop, there are so many devices around you that you can use to listen to the word of God. So if you are not hearing, you are not listening to preaching, you are not listening to preaching, you are not sorting messages, then it's your fault. It's nobody's fault. And, that's, and, and it will affect your faith. Faith coming by hearing. Even if you are busy, no matter how busy you are, you can listen to driving in, in, in your car, on the subway, in the shower. There are so, the gadgets are available. So it's a question of whether you want to hear the word of God or not. And the Bible is telling you, you and I that for us to increase in faith, for us to do well, we must hear the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So a Christian who refuses to listen to the word of God, which is preaching, the, look, the word of God is preaching. Preaching, which is preaching? Preaching. Yes, you are in church. I'm preaching. You are hearing. But I'm telling you, you're only getting about 10, like what I said about father receptivity, you only heard about 30%. But if you record this message, if this thing is recorded and you will listen to it over and over again on the podcast, you will hear more and your faith will increase. Hmm. So if you want to be a man of faith, a woman of faith, then develop an attitude of hearing the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. And you don't even have to listen to any particular topic. Just hearing preaching will increase your faith. Because, because you see, words are significant. Words are significant. Words are powerful. See, don't, don't discount the power of words. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Words are powerful. Words are significant. Anything you hear can affect you. Anything you hear can affect you. If you hear negative stuff, it will affect you. If you hear positive stuff, it will affect you. Words are powerful. What? Reverend, what, what do you mean? If words are not powerful, how come you are married to that guy? 
Power words. Power words. Power words. I mean, initially when you saw him, oh, I don't like him. I don't like. Him. But he kept talking. He kept talking. He kept talking. He kept giving you raps, baby, sweetheart, honey. Uh, <laughs> by the time you realize you were at the altar. Ace. What's so powerful? What's so powerful? Yeah. So, 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 so don't underestimate the power of hearing the word of God. Look, in this time that we live in, as the world is going through a pandemic in unseasoned, uh, in uncertain times, make a conscious effort. Please, listen to me carefully. Let's all make a conscious effort to increase our faith by hearing the word of God, by listening to preaching. Mm. So instead of spending your time watching the news, the news, I keep on saying, you watch it for five minutes, everything. I mean, listen to useless things. Watch it. Make it a conscious, I will listen to preaching. I want to increase my faith. I want to be a man of faith, a woman of faith. I want to please God. I want to move mountains. I want to do greater works. I need faith. Therefore, I will hear preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, you see, one of the, one, uh, wh wh why is hearing the word, word of God important to you or to me? Because, you see, uh, a sign, you see, a sign that somebody is alive. See, a sign that somebody is alive that he talks. One of the things that we all miss, one of the things that we all miss, when, our, when a, a dear one dies, that we don't hear the person again. I mean, if you lost your father, somebody said that the, the man's voices, you, you, can't hear, you can't hear his voice again. If you lost a relative, you can see that the person's voice is no longer available. So one of the signs of death is that you can't hear the person again. You can't hear the person's voice again. You may have the person's number still on your phone because most of us don't delete the number even when the people pass away. We just keep it on. I don't know why we are afraid. We keep the number, we keep the numbers on. But if you call the number, it will nobody will pick up again. Because the voice is gone. So one so one of the signs that somebody is alive is that they speak. So why am I saying so? I'm saying that one of the one of the things that will make God alive to you, one of the things that will make God alive to you. Or one of the things that will make God near to you is when you keep on hearing his word. The more you hear God's word, the more God gets nearer to you, the more God becomes real to you, the more God becomes alive to you. So if you want God to be alive to you, then please let us endeavor to hear his words. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what. This is, this is my personal advice to you, and it's in the Bible too. It's in the Bible too. Please, listen to those you believe. Okay? Listen to people you believe and admire. Even though faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, which is preaching. Listen to preachers you believe and admire. Don't listen to preachers you want to criticize. Mm. It will help you. If you want to acquire faith, find a man of God that you admire and you believe in and listen to the person. Faith comes by hearing. Because, because it, there is no benefit listening to something for you to criticize. Faith comes by hearing. Find a man of God. Find a pastor. Find Bishop Dark. Somebody you believe in. Listen to the person. Faith commit by hearing. 
So find a preacher, a pastor you believe in. Listen. Listen to the person. If you don't believe in the person and you don't admire the person, then don't listen because memory and criticism, they only bring demons. And if, if, and if, for some of for, for some of us here, Reverend, so who, who should I listen to, or who, who should I admire? Who should I listen to? Who should I admire? Who should you listen to? Who should you admire? John, chapter one, verse thirty-three. Who should you listen to? Who should you admire? John chapter one, verse number thirty-three. John chapter 1 verse 33 and I knew him not but he that sent me to baptize with the water the same and the same said unto me upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and Holy, remaining upon whom thou shalt see the spirit what? descending and then and what? and remaining on him yeah. the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost John was asking who should I admire who should I baptize who should I follow then the voice came from heaven and said, Upon whom? Upon whom? You see the spirit coming down. Not only coming down and remaining. Descending and remaining. Listen to me. Don't admire nincompoops. Don't un admire fresh people. No matter how powerful they have been or how erratic they may sound. Admire people who have the anointing and have remained. Admire people who are blasted. Okay. You, want to, you want me to give you an advice who to admire, who to listen to? Don't listen to newbies. He said the, the one on whom the anointing comes and remain. There's a difference between somebody who has lasted in ministry and anointed and somebody who just came across on the block and is just screaming and doing signs and wonders. Give the person time. If the person lasts, then you have to admire the person. <laughs> A preaching. Yeah. On whom you, you say, on whom you see the spirit descending and remaining. Not that the spirit just landed and moved on. No, it descended and remained. So let us admire people on whom the, the, the anointing has been and has remained. Let's admire people who have lasted in ministry. Let's, let's Look at Bishop Dad. He has lasted. Look at the time of the time he has been preaching. Look at how God has used him. They're not only him, but there are people who have lasted in ministry. They are ministry. Those are the ones you have to admire. John Wesley, John G. Licks, you are powerful men of God who have lasted. Don't admire somebody who came down the road and just, it's fine. It's good to look at them, but please give them time. Let them prove their worth. <laughs> On him. On him, on whom you, you see the spirit descend and remain. So my, what, what I want to share with us today, this one that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, in summary, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want to increase your faith, for, develop a habit of hearing. If you want to increase your faith, develop a habit of hearing the word of God. And, who, and the word of God means preaching. Which preacher, reverend, pastor, which preacher should I listen to? Listen to the one you admire. The one you admire and believe. And Reverend, who, who should I admire? Um, the Bible is saying that we should admire the one on whom the spirit has come and has remained, not the novice. Hmm. Not the novice. 
start calling you, give you prophetic, prophetic guidance and prophetic counsel. What church has the person built? You shall know them by their fruits. They find that, oh, I, I prayed and I saw you in a dream. And in a dream, I found that your mother is this. It may be true, it may not be true. But what church, what last thing has the person done? Hmm. On whom? The Holy Spirit spoke to John. So on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain and remain. The remaining part is very important. Church, the remaining part is very important. Because everybody can come and do a nine-day wonder. But on whom the Spirit remains is very important. Preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. So, on this, on, on this Father's Day, I just want us to rem remember that faith is important. Let's increase our faith by hearing. Hearing the word of God. Let us be conscious. Let us hear his word. And as we hear his word, our faith will increase. Our faith will grow. And we shall overcome every mountain. And I pray that God will guide you and show you the one on whom the spirit has come and remained. Descended and remained. So once again, God bless you all. And to all the fathers, the first part of my message is what your duty is to speak. Don't stop speaking. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this afternoon service. We thank you for a time in your presence. We thank you that you are a father. That is the office you hold. That is the office you hold. You are a good father. So on this Father's Day, we thank you. So before we end up this service, Lord, I want to pray for anybody here. Anybody here who is not born again. Anybody here who does not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You know, you may be a creation of God, but you are not a, but you are not a child of God. Because the Bible said, as many as believed upon him, as many as believed upon him, to them gave he power to become the sons. So the power to become a son the adoption, the, the, the legal document to become a son comes by believing in God. Giving your life to Jesus Christ. Being born again. Otherwise, you are just a creation of God. You are not a child of God. And on this Father's Day, if you want God to be your father, then that is why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. So I would like you to pray this short prayer with me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I come to you as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Save me. Save me. God, I want to call you a father. God, I want to call you a father. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. I want to benefit from what Jesus did on the cross. I want to benefit from what Jesus did on the cross. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. For saving me. Receiving. Amen. Amen. If you pray this prayer, and I want you—you are talking about you want to be a child of God, not not God's creation, because the goats, the sheep, the trees—they are all God's creation. But the children of God are those who are born again. So if you pray this prayer for the first time, please, there's a number on the screen. I want you to send a WhatsApp message or a text message, and I will personally contact you and speak with you. God bless you. Amen. Stop. We hope 
you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.